Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help. From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I don't know if I really love this decision. Over the middle, got his man, and look at him go! Jalen Waddle for the touchdown! Welcome to Inside Leverage. Your gateway to the fascinating realm of the Miami Dolphins. Join us as we delve deep into the team's dynamic Super Bowl journey. We invite you to share your most scorching takes, unwind, and relish in our captivating experience. Hold on, we got our guest here. <laughs> He's all scared of guests. Look what you just walked into, buddy. <laughs> I, I mean, I get the message. He wants a damn dog, bro. He does. Oh, man, that was great. That was great. Well, when I welcome everybody, when I welcome, was it Damon? Yeah, Damon, man. Damon, all right. I want like, to like, your name. Like a little twang, like a little twang. It's Damon. 
Damon. Damon. Yeah. yeah. Damon. So you got <laughs> yes, sir. All right, man. Welcome, welcome. Appreciate yeah. you guys. You know, appreciate you taking your time here. Why don't you sh- share with all our our viewers what a uh, little background about yourself? Oh man. So uh I own NFL Draft Diamonds. I've been scouting for too long and <laughs> it started off with HBC football players scouting FAMU and Bethune Cookman and the little schools here in Florida and it took off into scouting every single small school football player in the country it feels like. So that's kind of like what we do is find the diamonds, try to find the diamonds in the rough, try to help the small school football player get their name out there, get their word out there and tell their story and share their film. We break down film. We do a bunch of different things. And then recently my company was hired as the scouting staff of the hula bowl. So we are now doing all the scouting for the hula bowl, bringing the guys in, bringing them to the all-star game. And that's kind of, that's me, man, in a nutshell. That's great. That's great. So, uh, you know, we got obviously the draft. I know you've been doing, uh, I guess on your research or what is anybody sticking out uh, for you? I don't know. I mean, you can pick a position. There's so many positions to pick from. So I'll let you, well, I'll I, let you ride with it. Well, it's I'm glad we're talking about it because I just wanted to get this off my chest. Like, I'm a diehard Buffalo Bills fan. So it, it doesn't hurt me to hold up. Hey, hold up. Right, no, hey, hold up. Hey, thanks. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate Everyone. you. Hey, but I wanted to tell you guys something. I actually respect y'all. I respect the Dolphins, man. I respect Tua. I respect what he's what you guys have. But I'll talk about your needs because I feel like if we're going to talk about this, that's what your people are going to want to hear about. They're not going to want to hear about just the best players. They want to hear about dudes that can turn the Dolphins around. And if you guys have looked in the past couple drafts, you guys have taken a hula bowl player. You guys took care. You guys took Cater Kohu a couple years ago. Kohu's balling out. He's the guy that we brought into the hula bowl that really nobody was even talking about. Ended up being a star his rookie year. You guys then, you guys brought in last year, you guys brought in Julian Hill from Campbell University. Uh, That was my sleeper. If you go and you look and you go and you take back everything that I've ever said on Twitter and you go back and take the screenshots, you're going to see that I was in love with Julian Hill. So you guys actually found a diamond of mine. He was underutilized at at that level at, at Campbell and, um, He's he's been a good he's a great blocking tight end and you guys have utilized him pretty well. He's been starting coming into games. I watched him. I'm a big fan, but I think your guys' biggest needs interior line. And I think if we're really looking at it, I mean, you guys are losing a bunch of players in in free agency. Your interior line is rough. You need people with versatility. You need people that can play the guard and the tackle position. You need centers that are versatile enough because you don't know who's going to pan out. So in the draft, you need to go heavy. Number one, you can if look at what Raheem Moser did with with kind of a sad line. Like I'm not trying to do. There's no disrespect here, but your guys' line was not great, and he he was still putting up multi digit touchdowns. Tua has more time if you can protect him. He's not going to get concussed. The opportunity for him to throw the ball deeper down the field is going to be there. You need to protect him. So in my opinion interior o-line some guys that i think are interior o-line guys later in the draft everybody can pick in in the beginning of the draft but it's the late guys that really matter to me i think a guy like nick gargulio from south carolina he adds so much versatility he's a guy that just got invited to to the hula bowl or he was at the hula bowl just got a combine invite from there he was a yale kid now at yale you guys are probably like what in the world like i've never even heard of this kid maybe well 
He was he's a six foot four, six foot five center, but he can play every position on the O line. He's played tackle, right tackle, left tackle, guard, left guard, right guard, and center. That versatility for a player like that to be able to throw him. If you have an injury mid game, he can come in and fill in any role. That is a player that you want to add late in the draft that has that versatility where you can just plug and play right away. I think a player like Nick would be an amazing player. We had a couple players at our game like um, Matthew Jones from Ohio State. The dude was a road grader. He was probably one of the best offensive linemen we had at the Hula Bowl. He was mean as hell. He was a bigger dude. Um, he would just drive his opponents far off the ball. I think he'd be a great pickup for the Dolphins. And I think he fits that scheme to where their offensive line can mold him the way they want him. Within two years, he'd probably end up being a high-caliber offensive lineman for the Dolphins. And I think he could push himself into a, you know, a Pro Bowl-type position. Um, you need a mauler on the interior. French, you had a question for me? I've seen that finger go up. Yeah, uh, damn. I, I I don't mean to stop you on that, but let me. I, I, as as I'm listening to you speak, let, what separates? Because I, I'm also looking at some of the comments on Twitter, and I definitely want to re- respect the HBCU guys. And even with my comments prior to you coming in talking about the K State guys versus the Georgia guys, wh- what in your mind separates the HBCU guys who maybe just went there for multitude of reasons versus? The K State, the Dukes, the you know the 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 teams that high IQ guys, but not you know necessarily the athletes jumping off the screen that might go to a Georgia. What separates those three categories of offensive linemen, specifically when you talk about the interior pressure, in your opinion? So first off, if we're if we're looking, it doesn't matter what level you play at. Either you're going to be dominant in what you do. And you're going to be able to attack a football player, a defensive player. You're going to be able to drive them off the ball or you're just not. And if you look, I think the speed of the the players around them and the players of the size of the offensive lineman is the biggest difference in college football when you, when you start moving levels. When you start moving at the D3, D2 levels, the, the, the MEAC, the SWAC, when you start looking at them, the offensive linemen aren't as big. As you get into the FBS, these dudes are 6'9", 320 pounds. They're massive. Their wingspans are, are 34. You know what I mean? Their wingspan, their arm is 34. The wingspans are 86. And it's like we have, like, this year, I think the longest wingspan of any player, and I think we'll see it at the Combine, is probably Anim Donqua from Howard. The dude's got, like, an 86, 87-inch wingspan. So it's not that they don't have it. They have it, but – they're untapped potential. They're raw. They're, they haven't played football a long time. Donk was from Canada. So you got a Canadian dude that's coming in who's really never really played a lot of football. And then you're putting him up against the guy who's played, you know, 40 games at Michigan. I mean, it's not it's not close. I mean, the, the level of competition, number one, is not there. And then not only level of competition, it's what they're capable of. What's the kick step look like? How athletic is he? Can he be molded into something that's bigger and better or stronger? And and I think that he has that build. He has the ability to put the weight on him, to cut him up, to make him cut up. you got to remember something. HBCUs, no disrespect to HBCUs, but a lot of them are feeding kind of garbage. They don't have personal chefs in, in, in packages, programs where they're 
getting training all day. And that's that would look at Ed Reed. When Ed Reed came up to Bethune for that little short period, he was like, what in the hell? Where is everything? Like, what's going on? He's used to Miami having all those benefits. And then you go into a factory where you don't have it. And then you go into a, a school where they don't have nothing like that. So when you're looking at that situation, I think that at the end of the day, it's resources, number one. And then number two, it's the it's just the molding because they're not getting the same coaching as, as other guys. But as far as like, can they play at the next level? No, it's all that's going to be all between the ears or, or your heart. I mean, that's going to determine whether a kid can play at the next level. It's how bad you want it. I completely agree. It, it, the, the athleticism and all the traits, they're always there. It's all about the part of it mainly is the mental. Um, going going on to the defensive side, because uh, we have a guy in uh, Christian Wilkins who likely might not be here, but we have a guy in Sealer who has shown up 10 sacks, 10 and a half sacks this past season. We might need to get a number two to replace Christian. Who in your mind at the Hula Bowl kind of stand out to you that might fit our scheme, a three, four, or just a multi, uh, uh, just a versatile, uh, D, D interior defensive line. A kid by the name of Christian Boyd, UNI, Northern Iowa. My the kid, God. the kid, that's Christian Wilkins. I mean, he's a younger, faster, stronger, probably all the way around. He's the same guy. He's, you can probably get him in the fifth, sixth round. He's gritty. He was taught by Bryce Pop. I mean. I mean, Bryce Pop was his coach at UNI. I mean, the guy has had great training. His coach talks praises of him. He went from our game, goes to the East-West Shrine game, ends up winning off our defensive MVP at the game. I mean, the, the kid's a oh, – he's just a workhorse. I mean, people get caught up in the traits too much. People are like, oh, he's only six foot one. He's got 31-inch arms. Listen, 31-inch arms. Did you see what he did to to the to the offensive lineman in, in, in the East-West? I'm so, he ripped that son bitch so bad it was it was horrible. He had him on the ground. I was like, man, like I knew why I took him. I, I mean, he's filthy, so I knew what I was getting. But to be able to see a guy like him come into the Miami Dolphins, dude, Sealers, he that's a small schooler. That's a small school dog. No, no one wrote White, Whitewater. What's funny was I went to Mount Union College, now university, and that's that's their rivals. So I, I thought that was really cool that, you know, Sealer coming from a rival that uh, school that I used to go to um, when I played ball. So that was interesting. Yeah, kid's an kid's animal, man. He's a big old boy. He n- never stops. Motor doesn't stop. Listen, man, there's something about those chip players, those dudes that have that chip on their shoulder. They got it. They have to work. I mean, you can – I always tell everybody, I, I feel bad for – some of these bigger, the bigger all-star games, because they got to go out and get the the top talent and you got to make sure they hit. How many first rounders don't hit every year? I mean, we see it go in and out and they're calling them bust by year two and they're doing this and you just wasted a high draft pick when if you don't hit on them late rounders, that's what it counts. I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to in those undrafted guys because they're the ones that play, play snaps. 37% of the league was undrafted last year. That's That's a high number. Yeah, it is a high number. Yeah, And with us, we only have a first, a second, a fifth, two sixths, and a seventh. So we're going to need to hit, unless we trade back and accumulate more draft assets, we're going to definitely need to hit on those later round guys and have them be able to contribute, hopefully early. Um, not day one, but, you know, year one, hopefully, right? But um, So outside of Christian Boyd, were there any other standout defensive linemen that you guys came across at the Hula Bowl? 
Of course, man. There's 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 tons of football players down here, but uh, there's a kid by the name of Eric Watts. He's a he's a, more of a D end edge rusher. He ended up getting called up the Senior Bowl from UConn. He's just so damn raw and so athletic and just a human, like a great human. Um, he's another guy that just like he comes off the ball so fast. He's got he has the explosives. He's flashy. So when you watch film, he's not always there. But if you're bringing in a rotational guy, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a flashy guy in a rotation. You want somebody that's going to go get it. Um, the Bills have a player like that, AJ Epinesa. You know, like he's a flashy guy. Like you watch him in college, he would flash. He'd get a sack here or there. He'll have his flash plays, but if you use him every play, he's going to get smoked. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that about Watts. I think Watts is a little more – I think Watts has a little bit more raw athleticism than than Epinesa would. But I think, like, if you're looking at a D-line position, I think – it just depends. Are you guys going to stay sticking at that – at that um, in a 3-4? you going to go to a 4-3? You're going to go to the hybrid? Are they going to bring in more linebackers? There was another kid by the name – I think we'll be base nickel kind of similar to you guys. I mean, if we get Leslie Frazier, you know what that. Oh, well, yeah, I hope you guys don't get him. He's a really good coach, but, but I mean, then I just got to face you twice a year, but I have to face you anyway. So, I mean, it don't matter, but I'll give you another couple guys that really had a great week at the hula ball that were D line was one is Jawan Briggs. That dude is just a, He's very similar to Julian Hill, just like a humble dude. He's married, has kids. He came in with like, he was the first person to fill out his paperwork, the first person to arrive in the hula bowl, first person to, to, to get on the football field. He was the first person to say hello to the everybody. That's the type of football player that makes a football roster for a long period of time and, and continues because he's just a, a classy professional and teams will love him and people will give him opportunities all the time. And the crazy thing is we do interviews with our players. And when you ask our offensive linemen, like, who's the toughest guy you face? They're like, Jawan Briggs. Because the dude just doesn't stop. He's got the Energizer Bunny mode. Another guy that was really awesome off the edge was um, Solomon Boyd from USC. That kid is more of an edge rusher. He has the fastest spin move I think I've ever seen in the college football player just coming off of the edge. He just, it's, it's explosive. I don't know how he does it. But just seeing those type of things, I mean, the Hula Bowl was an awesome event. 50 of our players got called up to another game. We have over 17 combine invites right now. So, I mean, we've, we, we, I think our staff, big, big ups to them because they did a great job scouting, putting together scouting reports. We wrote 750 scouting reports. So we put in the work and give them a lot of credit because they're the ones that did a lot of it. So big up to them. Wally, you got something more? You still with us? I'm with you guys. Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, 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 man. I, I got Watts kid. I'm going back to that Watts kid. He's, I, I think he's a great fifth to sixth rounder, man. He has raw power. I was watching him in the, in the, the senior bowl. So I'm really intrigued by him, man. Is there, is there any little running backs you got out there? Any, any high point wide receivers you got for us? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I mean, in, in our game, in our game, I think Tyrone Tracy was an interesting prospect. He was a former wide receiver that converted to running back. He played at Iowa and then transferred to Purdue. He ended up getting a shrine game after our game. Um, he can catch the damn football, man. He's just so explosive and can catch the football. He just got a combine invite. Um, out of the running backs coming out in that draft class, I would say Dylan Bay at the senior at the senior bowl, the kid from New Hampshire, he's got great hands. He's a really shifty white boy. He can catch the yes. ball. Yes. 
Um, he's an interesting prospect. Um, Danny Woodhead. Danny Woodhead type. Danny yeah. Woodhead. Yeah. Woodhead, yeah. 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 He, he can catch the ball. He's he's got you know he's he's got some deficiencies, but he may not be the fastest kid in the world. But man, he, he if you watch his film at New Hampshire, the kids just he just makes plays. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's in the return game or receiving or running. He he, he scores touchdowns, and you want players like that. I'm a huge fan of Monster. I, I, I mean, that kid to me is one of the best football players in the NFL. He's one of the best professionals. He's been that way since he's came in the league. He's had to fight adversity. I love that. I love him. I, 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 I wish he wasn't on your team. I wish he was on my team, but he's a great football player. So, I mean, I hope you're not trying to replace your running back. That's all I'm going to say. No, we're, no, we're looking we to incorporate. I'm, I'm sorry. We're, yeah, we're no, to we, we think that we could use a different element in the backfield. I mean, with Mostert and Echan, it's a little redundant with the skill set. I mean, Achan provides maybe a little bit more as a receiver in the future. Maybe not right now, but I think you can develop that aspect a little bit more with Achan. But um, with Chris Brooks, he he was a power back, a un, lower undrafted kind of type of guy that we brought in that had some ability. I just don't know if they're going to lean on him. But if they do, I just feel like the, the issue for me is Jeff Wilson and kind of getting someone better that if Mostert was to miss some time or Etienne to get a little banged up, you could have someone that you could depend on and trust to contribute in a variety of ways. And if he is sitting on the bench like a Dylan Lobb, at least he can be a punt return to maybe contribute. You know what I mean? That's all we're looking for is just someone to contribute but not replace. Not, a, not right, right now. Well, in 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 that in that case, sure. But I will say, if if it was me, I think you guys have a bigger need at tight end, a, a pass catching tight end that can spread the field than than a, than another running back. And and the reason I say that, Chris Brooks, by the way, hula bowl, yeah, that's right, hula bowl. Um, he was a hula bowl prospect as well. So when it comes down to that, I think, listen, if you want a late tight end that's going to be sleeping because no one's going to talk about this kid, Eric All. Check him out. He's been injured. No one's talking about kid, him. Right? Yep, he's been yeah. sleeping. That kid is going to be an animal, and no one's talking about him because he's been injured. He's been sitting out. I have a feeling that kid will end up being a big time receiving threat for a team that's gonna. They just got to take the risk to. He's not going to be a hundred percent. It might take a little bit of time to to heal. But if you're looking for a late round what? addition, that's a guy. What was his injury? Um, you, you would ask me that now. I think it's a knee. Don't hold it. Hold, hold me to it. But he got hurt near the end of the year. Um, and when that happened, obviously it took him out of the, the all-star game circle. So no one's talking about him right now. They're talking about other players like Isaac Rex and different people that have stepped up in place, but they forgot about him and he just kind of fell off the map. And every year a player like that happens you can go look at the tennessee offensive lineman that happened and the chiefs took him and now he's like a freaking pro bowler i mean people will yeah. fall sometimes due to injury and at the end of the day you just got to be willing to take a risk i'm telling you eric all in a mike mcdaniel offense would be freaking nasty he would be nasty check out his highlights you, you'll see what i'm saying please dolphins administration if you hear this don't listen to me <laughs> Dave, I got a quick question for you. I, yeah. I, I, it's funny enough that that you mentioned that you were a Bills fan, and and you mentioned that uh, you you hold uh, Frazier in uh, in high regard. So I want to switch it up just real quickly here. I'm curious to hear your opinion on Frazier 
and what he can possibly bring to the offense. Because I know he's in contention or he's in, you know, he's uh, one of the candidates that, that we're looking at. Man, I can tell you this, man. He's a, he's just a great human. Everyone loved him. Everybody loves him in, in his thing. Sometimes he's conservative, which which I'm not a big fan of conservativeness, especially. But I, but I don't know if that was him or if that was Sean McDermott overruling because McDermott's a defensive-minded coach too. And obviously something happened to where there was a, a miscue. And I, I wouldn't doubt it that it was that 13 seconds um, that everybody remembers and dreads, but – they, they played too soft a defense. They were playing prevent in that. And I think that that was – Leslie Frazier will get blamed for it, but I'm not sure he was proud of that or wanted to do that. So there's some times where there will be a blitz and it would just be like so weird. Like if you're watching the game, you would see a blitz just so random. You'd be like, why the hell are they blitzing? And they would hit a long play. And then they did that in that 13 seconds where they hit Kelsey on a huge play. And at the end of the day, you're sitting there asking yourself, like, why the hell they blitz? We're playing a prevent, but we're blitzing from a prevent. Made no sense. So there was something there. But I can tell you this. When he was there, we didn't have great football players, and our defense was top five every time, every year. The guys, he knows what he's doing. You, I think he needs to be let go and just let, let him be him and make his calls. And I, I'll be honest with you. Look at your defensive coordinator last year. No offense to Vic Fangio. He's a great defensive mind. Those players weren't buying into Vic Fangio's schemes, man. Dude, how, how can you buy into a scheme when your top two corners were on the field for like freaking probably like 7% of the time together? How's that happen? How much money you guys got dipped into them corners? A lot. Uh, almost $40 million, Probably like a and- high 36, high 35, 36, yeah. And they're only on the field together for seven percent of something's wrong. That's not a, that's not a player problem. That's a personnel problem. So, listen, man, you have a stacked defense. I, I'm scared of to face you guys every year because you never know what you're going to get with Miami. And if they can just put a couple of the pieces, you guys need a star linebacker, somebody that you can build it around. You need somebody in the middle of the defense. You need an interior lineman. You need several interior linemen. You probably need a left tackle, somebody that you can cement down and say, this is it. He's our guy. Well, maybe maybe it's even a right tackle because Tua is a lefty. So maybe you don't need a left tackle. Maybe you need a right tackle, which you can get in the second round. So if you play that correctly, you can really probably get one of the best right tackles and probably one of the best interior linemen early and then go later in the draft. You said you had fifths. Man, in the fifths, Man, take you an Eric All six, ride out with some interior offensive linemen that have skill sets that you can develop, that have versatility. And then in the seventh, you can play games. You can get anything you want. Take the most elusive weapon out there. You can take whatever. And then in free agency, if you can get done early, you can start making calls. Who the hell don't want to play with Tyreek Hill? You have a great you have a great football team all the way around. They're explosive as shit. If I'm an explosive football player, I'm trying to play in Miami. Think about that. That's fair. If I'm a a 4-2-40 guy, why the hell wouldn't I want to go play with Tyreek Hill? Who the hell's going to cover us? I'd be like, uh, yeah, I've got an off the field, whatever, but I'm trying to play with Tyreek. Shit, running streaks. Ain't nobody can catch you, too. Just got to throw it to the moon. There ain't no corner that can cover that. My safeties are 300 years old, so it ain't going to help. At the end of the day, man, look, man, you guys are in a really good predicament, and you guys are going forward. You guys are tough. 
and I'm not I'm not just sitting here boasting because you're all on here looking at me crazy because I'm I'm a diehard Buffalo Bill. But I will tell you right now, I respect the shit out of the Dolphins. I respect the shit out of Mike McDaniel. That's a really good football coach. Facts. I do have a question on the uh, opposite side. Uh, Rashard Williams, uh, Texas Tech cornerback, 6'3", 215. Um, mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on him? Where do you see him uh, coming, uh, going in the, in the draft? Yeah, I think he's a late-round guy, 6'7", potentially undrafted, but he'll be a high-priority free agent if he does. People, that, that size you can't teach. And, you know, his hip fluidity was good. He he gets down low on the ball. Like, he gets down low when he's backpedaling. He's not out of – he's not like – usually tall corners when they're trying to do cuts and different things, they're, they're too high. He gets down. He can get down. His mobility is well. His length is good. He's got decent arms. And I, I think overall, I think he's a really good football player. I think he's probably a late-round guy, could blossom in. I think he did get another all-star game as well. He moved up. Um, but, sure, he would be a late-round guy that would be a great fit for you guys. Um, I could what, see that. What What was his uh, – why so late-round? Is it the speed aspect? Is it is it up up there in the mental? Like, what? why is he uh, projected late? Well, I just think I, I think it's a deep class. It's not that it's him per se. I think that there's so much depth there um, with some of these corners. And here's another thing too: is corners paychecks are getting so big now, they they become a hotter commodity. So I think you'll see a lot more guys get drafted out. Juniors and younger guys are starting to come out because it's it's they're getting paid. I mean, oh shit, everybody's getting paid now. But corners are starting to become a priority. If you got forty million tied up. In two corners, it's a lot of money. I mean, you imagine what you could do with, you know, some younger guys, some fresh blood to come in there. But the thing is, is I think, look at what you guys got with a Cater Kohu for damn near nothing. It's finding them late round blossom guys. I think Rashad, I think he's a he's a late round guy. Just it's not that he can't play. It's not that he's not a he's just not a first rounder to me. I think the I think if you watch the film, I think you can see he's a late round guy. He there's plays that he gets beat. There's plays that he can recover. Um, he's a pretty fluid player. Sometimes that double move will get him. Um, but in the recovery aspect of him trying to get up to that speed. You can't tell how fast he is because you don't. You can't put him on a scale. If you're looking at him play a, a Mitchell from Texas, and you're you're like, well, shit. Well, Mitchell's a burner too. So I mean, you got a burner going up against the guy. You can't really judge that speed as well as you can if you were to put him up against like a Josh Cephas from a UTSA. You would see that a lot better of see about his speed. So I think it comes down to. That's why these all-star games are so important because they get to go up against these guys to be able to judge them like shit, man, man, he is fast, man. He just went up against Tyree kill and ran foot and foot with him. You know what I mean? It kind of shows a different level of speed in the game field. Cause you're not always facing the number one in a, in a game. Right. So we took it all. We brought them to our land An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah, man, I have a, I have a few... I have a quick question, but I, I also want to piggyback off what you said. A lot of these, a lot of these cats... 
kids are they're transfer portal kids, man. So they they're learning, they're picking up the system as they go. So most of these guys you've seen right now, they transfer once or twice. Like the kid Javon Baker from UCF, Alabama kid. I was gonna ask you, man. I have I'm having this debate between the the Houston the Houston tackle Paul and Javon Javon uh, Javon Foster. I love Javon Foster. I think I think he is a star. I think he's to me the best left tackle in the in the, in the draft that nobody's talking about. I I I'm a Foster fan, but some people around around these parts like Paul. It, it, do you have a preference there? I, I would take Javon Foster all day myself, and I just think I just think that his his punch and his hands are so much stronger than Paul. Paul's good. He's athletic. He's big. He can he can move. He had he struggled a little bit in, against some of the faster pass rushers, whereas Javon Foster held his own. I don't think he I think he was he was the SEC player, the offensive lineman of the week multiple times this year. He's just a big dude. He didn't allow a lot of pass rushes. The, the kid's a freak. I, I would much rather take Javon Foster um, than I would Paul. And that's no offense to Paul. I think he's a great football player. I just think that they're overvaluing him. I think that he's probably a. a He's probably a second to third round pick. And I think Foster's probably in that same boat, but I think you'll see Foster slip a little bit further. And I don't know why, but you know, these teams are in a copycat league, bro. I mean, if you go and you look at what it is, you, they'll find an offensive lineman that was a, I don't know, a Korean soccer player. And they, they'll believe all of a sudden that the Korean soccer player is the new thing. And everyone will bring in a Korean soccer player. So it's just, that's the way it works, unfortunately. But if you watch the film, the film don't lie. And you can you can see he's going up against better talent every week. And he's he's stuffing better talent every week. And he's just mean as shit, man. Like Javon Foster is a mean football player. I like mean offensive linemen. Richie Incognito, that's my type of offensive lineman. Oh, you're speaking I want my language. To... You're speaking to my language. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yes, sir. It, Oh. To be honest with you, you guys are going to laugh at me and hear me out on this. There was a kid on Houston that played right tackle. Watch the film of the left tackle and the right tackle. And after you watch three games, tell me which one you like better. And when you call me back and you say, damn, Ruben and EJ, or whatever the kid's name is, that kid's mean as shit. And he's driving people into the ground and he's slamming on them. He's swan diving on them. You're going to be like, what? No. How come they're not talking about him? He ends up going to the transfer portal, ends up going to another college. I think he went to Louisville. Watch. Remember what I told you. Everyone will be talking about that kid next year. And he's a right tackle. He is mean as shit. No one talks about him, though. They're talking about Paul. Damn. damn. Let, just uh, let, let, let me. Let, oh, let, here we go. Here we go. Hey, hey, get rid of one-eyed cast in that right let now. Wally, let Wally Wilkins go. Let me go. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I already have my question. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. All right. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Dame, I'll never forgive this fan base. They treated me like Zach Sealer. And look at the air. I digress. Um, Something a little bit that may be out of your wheelhouse a little bit. Talk to me about fullbacks. It ain't sexy. What are you at? They, it's, it's not sexy, but what are you at? Talk to me about the fullback position. Why do you want one? That, see, That's a better question, huh? Oh, hold up. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. Why do you want one? If you, I want to hear the, I want to hear the response back, and then I'll tell you about my fullback. I want to know first. Hold up. 
He wants I, to find the fan base. That's what he does. I, I, he oh, wants to find I'm another just, player. Just, he did this to Zach Zeller and Christian Wilkins, so now he wants to get rid of Ingles. No, no, no. I don't want to. This is insane. This is insane work. This is nasty work, French. Wow, French. Mr. Wilkins, thank you. Oh, wow. The reason I asked for a fullback, because I love Ingles. That's my guy. We just gave him a contract. Drop the bag on him. But I yearn for with this Dolphin offense specifically, the Maulers, the Wrenchy Incognitos, the fullbacks, the dirty Titans that do the work like the Kittles. When we get back more towards that scheme, and yet Ingle does that, but I, I look at December and January, and it's like we got the we we got the we got the uh, we got the Bentley Bottega, Bottega, and we're driving around all year. But when it gets cold and you need them chains on your tire, you ain't got no chains. The fullback, that interior line. Because specifically me with Miami and where I think and kind of with, with, with Tua and this, you give him the best guard, center, guard. I don't even think really the tackles work. You give him the best guard, center, guard combo with the angle and another foot, just someone that can – that team becomes unstoppable in the fall. That team, because when you look specifically, when you have to run the ball, we ran the ball, but like you say, there was elements of the run game while McDaniel ain't trusted. So I'm not going to get into, you know, that's a hub. So when I look and I yearn and I look and we talk about some of these guys. And there has to be a question here. There has to be a question. I asked about, I want to know about. Yeah, no, no, that's good. I, I'll answer still. I will say this, okay. I think the, the fullback position is disappearing because what they can do. You only have 53 roster spots. And when you start looking down at 53 roster spots and you're holding a guy that's only capable to come in on certain downs to do certain things, and he's not a team's guy, and he's not playing every single special team's area, if he's doing that stuff, then amen, then then you got a good player. But to hold, number one, uh, giving him a contract extension, that takes away from money. And I'm not saying Ingold's he's a great football player. I'm not dogging him by any means, but you do realize there's only like six teams that have a fullback. Right. So so it's not many. And and I think I think one of those teams in the Super Bowl, because Kyle Juschwich is uh, definitely a fullback. He's an H back. I'm gonna give him H back because he's more of a he can catch the damn football at the backfield and move the chain. Ingold can do that a little bit as well, but I don't I don't see Ingold as like I can tell you this. If if you're gonna if you're looking for somebody just as a blocker, then get some damn offensive linemen. And you'll have to worry about your fullback. <laughs> a fullback question, Frank. But hold on. Is, is that production from the fullback is a lot of that production then just taken up by the tight end and the evolution of the game? I think that's what it is. Like the tight ends and the, it did become H backs was essentially, you know, they they're they're kind of marrying the fullback and the tight ends together. So it's because the size of the guys. So if you right. take a guy, what we're considering an H back, I mean, we'll we'll take Julian Hill for example. Julian Hill is a six foot three, six foot four guy. He's not a six foot six tight end that can spread the field, but he's more of a six foot. Three, six foot four, H back. He can catch the ball at the backfield. He's got hands, but he can block. And he's a high level blocker. So technically, you have an, another fullback on your roster. 
So when you're putting him out at tight end, whether you keep him in line or splitting him out, you basically potentially have another blocker out there. The thing is, if you if you're looking to add more, I would say no because that's a waste of. You might as well add two punters then. Correct. <laughs> What are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on Jaheim Bell out of Florida State? I think he can maybe be like in that Charles Clay type role. What what are your thoughts sure. on him? Yeah, absolutely. So like he, but he is more of an H back. Right, he's a lot better pass catcher than he is a blocker. So if, if you bring him in, then sure he can split them. He can make the middle of the field hell for your opponents. You know what I'm saying? Because he can get down. He can hit that seam. He can get a, a nice ball down there and tear it up. But, like, you guys are missing, in my opinion, you're missing a tight end that can get the first down. Correct. You're missing somebody that can spread the field. The hell with if you got if you got if you got Tyreek and Jalen Waddle running running crossings and you got someone running straight down the middle of the football field, there's Thank nobody you. that can cover that. Thank you. If Tua can make the read, he has two options coming across. He can go over here, he can go over here, he can go right down the pipe. And what the safety has to do is the safety has to figure out where to go. If the safeties are playing too high and they got two crossings, they got to be, be aware of their surroundings. They got areas that they have to cover. Now you just open up the middle of the field with a tight end. You're going to shred people. You don't need a tight end that just getting three yards. You need a tight end that's going to get you 15, 20 yards. Yeah. And Gusecki back in the day when they threw him the damn football. So who's a kiddo, who's a kiddo type in uh, from the hula bowl or – uh, in general, prospects coming out, hard. in your opinion, that, that you know. The, the, honestly, the hard kid. That kid he's talking about, the Iowa kid, because uh -huh. I've been watching, I was watching the, the I forgot his name, Sinet. He was dropping passes. The TCU kid was dropping ben passes. Ben Sinet, yeah, Jared Wiley. That, 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 Jared Wiley dropping passes. I didn't, I'm not really too sold on, on the actual guys that are out here. Outside of uh, Bowers, like Saturday in class is really weak. Except that yeah. guy. Oh. Sanders, Jason Sanders from Texas. He's he's okay. Yeah, he said. Wally said it best. Weak is like an understatement. This tight end yeah. class sucks. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's bad, bad. So like, I wouldn't be looking on nobody for future. For I mean, long term. Like, there's a couple dudes. Like he said, Brock Bowers is definitely number one. Outside of him, the next one's probably a couple rounds away. I'll give you a guy though. Check out this kid. He he didn't play in my game. I invited him. He didn't come. There's a kid that played at Colorado State by the name of Dallin Holker. I've heard that yeah. name on this podcast before. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, that white boy is serious. Go he check got, him out. He got pull up. All, you just got to watch one game. Go pull up the Colorado game. That's yes. it. Dion. He, he, he was he, he, by himself, by himself. He gives me shocky. He gives me shocky vibes. I'm not saying he's Jeremy Shocky, but he gives me shocky vibes when I watch him. As a UN, I just I I see that hair flowing and that him with that that run after the catchability. It's rare, man. Chad, that third down play against Colorado, they looked for him. He caught it with a pass interference. My dude is nasty. I shout out to you, Chad. Yeah, 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 yeah. That kid's nasty, man. That kid go home. I like him. Now that's that's a good prospect, man. I would take him. He's a sleeper for me. Like I, uh, man, he he's nice. I, I like him. I like Eric all, but I like that kid a lot. So I think, listen, man, there's a lot of great prospects in this draft. I just don't think there's a lot of. I think a lot of people are going to get overhyped in in some of these draft picks, and you're going to have a lot of busts. But I think there's there's not many good quarterbacks. 
I, I'm not really sold on the quarterback class. I'm not sold on the tight end class. The linebackers are deep. Um, corners are not – they're good. They're not They're not great, but you'll see that. Running backs, there's a lot of depth, but running backs are like dime a dozen now. Um, Who would you say is the best group to you? <clears throat> the offensive line, man. Off, off, offensive line is very deep. You're going to see yeah. a lot of offensive linemen draft this year. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, I think the wide receiver groups is is pretty nasty. Yeah, There's a is. lot very, of good wideouts. Very, very deep, very deep, deep, deep talent. The Rice kid, uh, McCaffrey, and and uh, Sidney Rice, uh, Jerry Rice kid. They both they both showing out in the in the Eastern Shrine. The Leggett kid from uh, South Carolina. It's Malachi Corley. Yeah, Corley, we're high on Corley. Yeah, he's oh, a yeah. bro. That that's that five ten two fifteen. Trash that kid, the kid trash. Uh, I think he's from Louisville. Yep, Jamar. Yeah. Yes, trash. yes, yes. Yeah, per Persall from Florida. Um, he was out there running routes really well. McConkey, some slot type guys that we like. Um, Thomas from LSU, bro. There's some really good guys on this. Some it's deep, man. It's good. All the way through. Johnny Houston from Florida State. You see him as more as a, a tight end or a wide receiver? Who's that? John, Johnny Wilson from uh, Florida State. That boy's Six, a wide receiver. Wide receiver? Wide, yeah. Yeah, don't don't stop him from trying to do that. He's not going to get a lot of separation, but Mike Evans doesn't get a lot of separation either. He can catch the ball. He can high point the ball. Yeah. Dave, yeah, good question. Yeah. I don't know how much more time you got, but I got a question for you real quick. Yeah. You're going to skip my question. I was I, – I was, nope. Hold on, hold on, man. You guys been having all the fun. Let me let me at least get one in here. Yeah, coach. Mike needs one, man. Exactly, bro. I'm you know, I like to I'm an observant guy, but I, I like to spew some knowledge every once in a while. So my question is we obviously we have the number number our first round picks number 21. Considering you're a you're a rival of ours, you you you're a fan of the Bills, you're a rival, and you're very familiar with the landscape and all the prospects and all that. Where would you invest your if you were Chris Greer, GM for the Dolphins? Where would you go first with that number twenty-one pick? Uh, you guys are gonna think question, you but... guys are gonna you guys are gonna think I'm crazy, right? But I'm trading down. No, you went yeah, we, not. You're not. About that. You, 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 we all you're not crazy that. at all. We, we all, all think that. that. Yeah. I'm trade. I'm trading back, and I'm gonna tell you why I'm trading back. I'm trading back because. Somebody's going to want to come up to get a quarterback. Somebody's going to want to come up to do something. The price is there. You're before other teams that really technically need somebody. You don't need anybody really need need to where you have to invest a first round pick. You're, you made it deep. You guys should have been the two seed. Who the hell are we playing? Right. You guys should have been. If you didn't have injuries, you probably would have been. So with that being said, what do you really need? Right. And, and I think that. Is your need really necessary to take a player at 21 when you can get something for the future later on? And, and if it's me and I'm Chris Greer, I'm trying to take the highest bidder and I'm going to listen. I'm going to come back. And if I can get in the beginning of the second round and one of those teams wants to trade up to come up and get somebody, I'm doing it. And maybe that's something that I work out early. Like, hey, look, if we're on the clock and you guys are looking for X, Y, Z, maybe it's a wide receiver that someone's trading up for. Maybe it's a Brian Thomas or maybe it's somebody, a Leggett or somebody, a, a, the kid from Florida State, Keon Coleman, someone that wants to trade up for a wide receiver, a high prospect guy. Maybe to go along with that quarterback they took in round one or you know what I'm saying? Then you trade back and you get the value and collect the picks. 
Me personally, I'm trading back if I'm Miami. I'm trying to get into two. I'm trying to pick up a couple extra mid-round picks because you need the depth in the interior line. You guys are technically right now, I think you're scheduled to lose four offensive linemen. Yeah. Is that correct? Four starters, correct? Uh, I think uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's two, two main well, starters. Well, technically three. Technically three with yeah. Isaiah Wynn, possibly uh, Connor Williams, and Robert Hunt. And then we just got to see right. what happens with Teron Armstead. He might retire or – Yeah. Yeah. Isaiah Wynn, Connor Hunt, and Wynn. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of meat on the offensive line. And are you going to pay them? No, that's what I'm saying. The be- to me, the best route is trading down. And you see, I've, I've been talking about the death of all these guys. And you just hit me up with a bunch of new guys, too, that I got to look into right now. Me being the <laughs> resident guru, online guru. Now oh, I got to do more research. God. Hey, don't hate. Don't hate, guys. I'm the guru here. It's a lot of talent. If you can pick up a, a fourth or a fifth and come back in the second round, you're cooking with grease, man. You can pick up two guys. I think you can find your center and your guard tackle there in the, in the second and in the latter rounds. But let's be real. Two is not the biggest stout quarterback. I think it's important for him to have that that guard center guard combo that French was referring to. Like, I think that's going to be really important to give him those sight lines and, you know, those passing windows and things that he needs to be successful. Like he needs to be able to step up in the pocket. So, like, I think that they make a conservative effort to bring back Robert Hunt or Connor Williams, at least to try to soften the blow because I don't think you can lose three to four offensive linemen, bro. Like that's yeah, a lot. at least no, one of them. Not. At the very least one. You gotta bring back you gotta bring back somebody. I personally I would go out right now. I would sign Lyle Collins who's just sitting on the street. I would bring him in. I'd let him come in and compete. I would do that right now. I feel like he was a probably a third, fourth round talent type of football player that's just sitting on the street right now with no job. I'd bring him in, let him compete on the 90 and let him see what he can do. I think he would be a free one that would potentially could come in and plug and play and, and start. And I mean, he had, he was a, he was a starter in the league already. I mean, I would have to be a guy that I would bring in right now. Cause he's still kind of young. Um, that'd be a guy just on the street. That's just sitting out there. If I was, if I'm the dolphins GM, I'm signing him tomorrow. And I'm bringing him in for a physical to see what he's up to, and if he's good, I'm I'm signing him. It just doesn't make any sense. He's he's still he's still in the prime of his years, like where where a normal tackle would be amazing. I, I'd I'd bring him in right now. So that that'd be me. But that's I'm just throwing that out there. That's just you know from watching football my entire life and just seeing a player like him of his caliber, I feel like he would definitely be a guy for the Dolphins to just stash and try to see what you have. What the hell do you have to lose? He's a 90-man guy. You can cut him tomorrow, and it ain't going to matter. Yeah, I, I know when he was coming out of out of the, uh, the draft, when he wasn't drafted, he was it was between us and Dallas. He ended up going to Dallas. Yep. So, and, and a football player not getting taxed like that in Florida, I'm going to Miami. I'll do it. I mean, what the hell do you have to lose? You yeah, can block. Good. I mean, potentially start for the Dolphins because, I mean, I think your guys' line is garbage, bro. I mean, I'm – that's just me talking from the outside. I mean, you need like four or five guys, and maybe that's a, something that you do in free agency. That you just go ham and get some guys, but you need it. They need it. You got to protect Tua. He's had too many concussions. If that dude ends up with another one, the hell you gonna what if you would have got that far in the playoffs and Tua would have went down? What? Who's your backup? What's your option? Yeah, Mike White. Mike White. And I know you guys like him. You guys like him, but that ain't it. <laughs> he ain't no, beating no, home. Not, hey, you're not, you're not far. You're not far off. 
So speaking of quarterback, I'm curious to know what's your what's your opinion or your perspective of um, of Josh Allen. I'm curious to you because I've heard like mixed things from Bills fans. So I'm trying to, you know. Well, I well first off, I was pissed off when the Bills drafted him because I wanted Josh Rosen. So that should tell you a little bit about my drafting uh, knowledge. <laughs> um, when it comes to quarterbacks, don't listen to me. Um, but. He's growing on me, man. Like, that dude's all about the city of Buffalo. Like, he does everything for the city, man. And, like, that's where I'm from. So to see, like, he's invested so much back in the community. Like, he's became the Jim Kelly of the 90s back when I was a kid growing up. Like, listen, I will never say nothing bad. Josh Allen didn't lose us the game. I mean, Josh Allen's not the reason why the Buffalo Bills lost the game to the Chiefs. He He's kept us in every game. Let's just show you this stat. Since 2021, midseason, we have not lost a game by more than six points. Wow. And we've lost a lot of games, but we've never lost more than six points. So he has you within a touchdown of every game. How can you not love that guy? Listen, I mean, it, we don't, after, I don't. Being, after being 20 years without getting our butts kicked every single year by Tom Brady, Rob Johnson days. It DJ feels DJ. good to have a quarterback. DJ Emanuel. Yeah. JP Lossman. Straight garbage, bro. I'm, I'm yeah, going yeah. to tell you something. This is recorded so people can't. I mean, am I, am I, look, we don't. A lot of Dolphin fans don't dislike Josh Allen. We just dislike some some Buffalo fans that make, you, make us dislike the fandom so bad. Because Josh Allen, he's not a bad person. He's a tough-ass football player. If you told me you don't want a player like Josh Allen on your team, you don't like football. You know what I mean? No. But he's a that's tough fair. kid. So he's a tough kid. He's just not a dolphin. So we can't. That's as far as it goes. But I'll bet you this. I bet you would take him as a dolphin right now. Yeah. No. We need. We, we need. We need a. We need like a slash. You know. He can. He can share some. Some time you know, in the backfield with two. If, 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 you know. if I didn't have two, I, I think two is one on one. But if I didn't have two, I'll take Josh Allen. Why not? Hey, I can tell you this. The coolest thing about uh, Tua is, man, that dude's not afraid to profess his love for Jesus. And I, I, I'm a huge fan of that. So that's pretty dope. So I'm a big fan and supporter of him. I'll always be. I tried inviting his brother to the hula bowl. I didn't get him, but I did. I invited him first. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get him to the, I always try to get him to the Kings, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were, I remember that. That's true. All right, Dave. I appreciate your time, man. I know it's, uh, it's Thursday night and, uh, I'm sure you got some other things going on, but we appreciate you coming on and giving us your perspective. We'd love to do this again with you if you're available. Uh, it was really fun and very informative, and I'm sure everybody that was watching out there would is uh, a little bit smarter today because of the information you brought tonight. Definitely. Well, any, hey, man, uh, I appreciate any draft you coverage? Any draft yeah, coverage so, on, uh, on the website? So, no. I mean, there is draft coverage on the website, yeah, but right. like as far as like me sitting there on – the YouTube, I don't, I don't have time for that. I mean, I work too much. <laughs> hey, look, I wish, I, I wish I could. I might get the picks out if you guys follow me on Twitter. I mean, you might get the picks before anybody else. But uh, besides that, I don't know. I mean, I got some people that'll be at the con- at the draft, so I might get that first. But I mean, besides that, I mean, I don't. I, I, I work too hard, man. I'm always, I'm always doing something. But my man over here, Wally's got that Haiti flag, baby. Sac passe, bro. You see my, hey. I, got my I got you got four Haitians and a Cuban in here, man. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, now you got now you got a white boy in the brotherhood, huh? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> hey man. 
that's that's all love, man. It's all love. Hey, look, man. You know what? I've lived in I've lived in Florida for a long time, man. So I love Florida. I live in near Orlando. So you ever heard of the, you ever heard of the villages, the the retirement place? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's that's French's stomping grounds up there in Orlando. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. French is still mad. French is still mad. He's like, damn, he talked bad about fullbacks, bro. <laughs> 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 He's hiding now, man. That's hard to do. Hey, yo, man, really? That's a stupid question. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. There you go. Look at him. He looks like the guy. You know why? You know why? You know why? They kind they of tried to bring oh, up the man. fan base. Listen, well, I'm going to give you the backstory. They man. told me I tried to break up oh, the fan base when I told go. them I was riding with Seedler. They wanted to give Wilkins $25 million for the same thing Steeler did for Then they would have said Chris Grizz a bad GM. Make it make sense. Oh God! I just wanted to understand why I can't see him on the screen. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Hey, you know what? Hey guys, I'm gonna end on this note, right? I'm gonna end on this note for Frenchie. Give me some damn dogs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the facts, man. Hey, That's man. the best thing I heard all night, man. <laughs> Uh, well, I appreciate you guys, man. I appreciate right, you, man. Good right, luck to take you care, and all your success at the at the Hula Bowl. We're gonna look forward to all the uh, prospects coming out, and hopefully, they have a, a bunch of success. Man, you guys can continue pumping in that talent and pumping them out, man. Appreciate you and all the work that you do over there, man. Good stuff. Hey, real quick before I leave, so next year in the Hula Bowl, next year in the Hula Bowl, I'm expecting y'all to help me get the word out since we're in Florida. So I'm going to give y'all tickets, all of y'all getting tickets on me. Your your viewers, if they want tickets, we'll get them tickets. We'll give you tickets that they can give away. But I need some people. So I need Frenchie to bring all those people from Orlando out because we in Orlando. We need this damn thing supported. So it's Frenchie, cool. I'm expecting you to have some friends. Don't yell at them and tell them you need dogs. But bring them over to the Hula Bowl, all right, because I need some people over there. And I need, to, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna hook y'all up, man. We'll do it. And I appreciate you guys, man. It's like one or two sideline passes, bro. That'll work, you know. You know. Come on, man. Boots, we need boots on the ground, man. Come on. But you gotta, but you gotta be yelling at the Georgia fans, at the Georgia dudes. Where the dogs at? I'm gonna get a T-shirt that says "Online Guru is on and popping." Yeah. For real. Hey, yeah, man. We'll be in touch. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. Right, Thank man. you. Yeah, man. Take care, guys. All right, Have bro. a good night. Yes, sir.